0: Testing microphone 2. Testing microphone 2 is this distance, okay? Testing that's
1: microphone this. 1.
0: Microphone 1. Oh, obviously that's close. Okay.
1: All right, welcome back, everyone, to season seven of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa and, and Melissa. <laughs> and we're super excited to be celebrating 100 episodes. We're officially at a studio. It's taken us four and a half hours to get started.
0: Long story where that we're about to explain to you <laughs> in a short snippet of, snippet of time.
1: Yeah, and we're going to share in a moment, but wanted to let everybody know that today we're going to be talking about something super important that happened in melissa's life um would be good to catch up a little bit and also to start us off i uh, have a little present for you Melissa. Wait, what is happening to kick off
0: episode 100 and also celebrate <laughs> this is you not rehearsed. getting older <laughs> this is not our rehearsed. executive producer
1: liz is very excited in the background
0: what is happening Hi. happy birthday oh thank you what the <laughs> heck what's good for camera <laughs>
1: the camera needs to see it i didn't have um wrapping papers (laughs) i was gonna
0: ignore it but it's
1: you know you brought it up it's plastic bag decoration it says made in greece with love
0: i didn't even (laughs) read it sorry letting you know (laughs) what's happening
1: oh i'm gonna need you to look at the card
0: we're doing this right now you just need you to
1: to see the card you can look at the gift later but the card is the most important thing
0: (laughs) the taco I knew immediately. Please, please show the camera. <laughs> Look at those googly eyes. I love it. It's all. It's very everything everywhere all at once. That's exactly what I thought about. And also, you know, tacos. I love it. I'm not going to read this right now, right? You don't have to read okay, it right okay. now. I just needed you to see the taco. Dearest <laughs> Missy. this <laughs> reads the whole, that's the episode.
1: So Melissa, what's, um, uh, let's kick off with uh, what's made you uncomfortable today.
0: We are at a studio. Yeah. But, which is great. But it's taken us, how long did we say? Four and a half hours to start. Why, Melissa.
1: We we have a shared uncomfortable moment to kick us off. Yes, (laughs) this
0: is our shared uncomfortable moment to kick off season seven. Um, We booked this wonderful studio to record the 100th episode. And then right when we were about to record, we...
1: Literally right as you were about to record. (laughs) Right
0: as we were about to press record on this little fancy audio recorder, um, the fire alarm went off in the building. So, uh... (sighs) We thought it would last maybe 20 minutes at most. You're hanging out outside in the 100 degree heat.
1: Then four and a half hours later and one DoorDash order later,
0: (laughs) several photos later. And a lot of maniacal laughter later. (laughs) Still Um, happening now. (laughs) We are traumatized. (laughs) We are. We are. That's okay
1: is it though no it's not <laughs> the the ringing of the bell is gonna haunt us in our sleep yeah
0: I because I, I will just say that there were a couple times where we thought it would would stop yeah. the alarm stopped for like 15 yes. seconds and we're like huh, is this it are we free <laughs> no nope no and right when it turned off i i yelled i don't trust you it's <laughs> very <laughs> <a> so. trauma
1: triggering <laughs>
0: So that's yeah. our uncomfortable moment, yes, <laughs> and also the fact we are not used to recording in a studio. No,
1: but it's ex- it's exciting, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy for all of you to listen to <laughs> this experience, it's great.
0: <laughs> this is an experience for all of us, so. So Melissa, let's uh, get into
1: it. I'm excited to have you talk a little bit more about what happened to you recently.
0: <laughs> like as if it is, a, yeah, I guess it's a big chapter in my life. Yeah, Melissa um, made a big life choice recently. Yeah. And if you're a long listener of the podcast, we have talked many a time about how uncomfortable I've been with a lot of things happening at work. But now I can officially call this place my former workplace because I resigned. (laughs) She quit. I quit. (laughs) And it has been just just over a week since I made this decision. Mm. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. Okay, it's, but do you feel like you've left? Yes. Okay. Well, what validated it really was yesterday when I did have a meetup with some of my former coworkers. Mm-hmm. I left the place, but there are people there that I really do care about and still care about, and it was nice to see them. And um, yeah, just hearing some of the stories that have just transpired in the past week, I was like, damn. Like since you, like
1: because of you leaving?
0: I don't know if it's, because of me leaving, or maybe it's like a combination of thing, projects that are I know that are coming up for the team, and the added factor that I did leave. Yeah, yeah I was just like, wow, okay. And it it felt odd, but nice to be at a distance from it.
1: Yeah, because it's not really your problem
0: anymore. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we've all
1: had bad days, bad mm-hmm. work days. And like I have often called you, I've called Liz, I've talked to many friends about my own bad work days, especially recently. A yes. lot of stuff went down that I was really not happy with mm-hmm. um, to the point where I went to HR and our talent team about it. Yeah. And just as I was like, I'm done, I'm complaining. <laughs> but I haven't resigned yet. So for you... You said yet. I did. There's always a yet. <laughs> you never
0: know. <laughs> To the dark side. One day, I'm It might
1: be I'm pushed kidding.
0: far enough. But. I'm, I'm not here encouraging people to just quit their job, like, out of, on a whim. That That's not what I did here. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah.
1: I, I want to get there about yeah. how you ultimately got, you know, comfortable with the fact mm-hmm. that you were going to quit, uh, because it's something you, I know, have been talking about yeah. for a while, on and off the podcast. Yeah. So what do you think, finally, was your breaking
0: point? Like, was there a specific moment? Um, you know, you're not the first person to ask me that I, and, and funnily enough, when I did announce my resignation, I, a a lot of people told me it was very nice of me to put three weeks instead of two weeks. Wow, you put three weeks. I put three weeks. That's nice of you. Um, and I, I had a lot of people, because I did that, there was a lot of people that started to come by my desk more often, have some chats, ask me those questions. And one of the juicy questions was, what was it? (laughs) <laughs> what was the last straw on the ca- oh, yeah. that broke the camel's back you yeah. know and um I want to say that it wasn't a specific moment per se but a feeling that I had mm. in my in my in my gut and that sounds so cliche to say but when I actually acknowledge and recognize like uh, this pit in my stomach that I was feeling on on Sunday and this is like not normal Sunday scaries everyone hates having to clock in yeah. on on a Monday right after a weekend but I was really sitting with this feeling of this like really like a pit in my stomach and mm-hmm. I, I and and for why I started asking myself huh. huh is this this is not the first time that this has happened this yeah. is many things many times that I've felt this way and I'm just kind of like uh it's just Sunday you know everyone feels this way but yeah. I really started to really think about that mm-hmm. um, and it's been about it's, you know July now that when we're recording this I, I've been thinking about this since December wow. of last year okay um, seriously at least like I've been thinking about I didn't think I was going to stay at this place for for that long as long as I have I was, yeah. I was there for eight years. So it's a long time. It is a long time, and I thought I was gonna reach five and leave. Okay, uh, well, it's a long time to us. I will say
1: that generations older than us, they are not necessarily. And you're laughing, I know, because (laughs) your family, you've talked to them about this. But like that is not a long time to them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "What are you complaining about? You have good benefits and you Mm -hmm. have a good job. Like, why would you leave? Yeah. So answer that question. You had good (laughs) benefits. You had a good job. Tell us the answer. Why would you you leave? Why would you
0: leave a secure job? Um. I don't know. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I've gotten that question as well. And and I will say this, I've had mostly supportive people around me and that has honestly helped me tons mm. as I was making this decision and after making the decision to reassure me in that decision that I did the right thing. Yeah. Um, so it's been wonderful and, and great to have really supportive people around me. But um, I did have people that I talked to them a, f- a family member mm-hmm. that at least at the very least were confused as to my decision mm-hmm. um some of them one of them in particular asked those specific words wait why would you why would you do that why would you leave a job that this that's stable has really good benefits yeah. um, and my answer to that was simply well one I recognize that I don't owe them an explanation mm. um, and two my reason for them is at least the answer that I gave them was that I was unhappy and I was tired of of justifying my unhappiness for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And it sounds kind of I guess maybe I have a little bit more perspective now that I've done it. Yeah. And it's harder it's a harder decision to make than it looks, obviously. Yeah, it takes course. a lot of of reflection and, and planning, honestly, mm-hmm. to make a decision like this. And I will, you know, again, I just, I really, for those people that were obviously or upfront unsupportive of the decision, I kind of made it a point to myself to say, to remind myself that I don't owe them any sort of explanation. You don't. And I'm going to lean on the people that actually support me in, right. in this, in this situation.
1: So the people who haven't supported you, what are some of the things that, or maybe they, not that they don't support you, but the people who might be confused by your decision, what are some of the things that they brought up, besides just like it was a stable job, you had benefits? Is there anything else that they mentioned?
0: Um, they it was mostly confusion on their and their end and and confusion about my capacity to deal with it.
1: Oh, interesting. So because, questioning your ability to cope with stress. Yeah,
0: more, and it wasn't really directly, but for, sure. they were insinuating those kinds of things by saying, well, every workplace has its drama. Yeah. Every workplace that you go to is going to have their issues. I mean, it's true. And it's true. And I was like, I answered it that way. I was like, yeah, that's true, but I will never find out what's what's out there, mm. what's different Okay, if there are other options for me if I don't try to find it. That makes sense. Or leave at least a situation to force me into a a position to search for something different. Mm. So, Okay. Yeah.
1: That's fair. I think it's one of those things where it's like every job has a certain level of stress, but if you are content, happy with what you're doing, or there is at least a deeper purpose, maybe you can deal with those Mm -hmm. things that are stressful because there's a deeper why behind it.
0: Yeah. And that was the part that I was losing. Ah. Um, I had, just for a little bit of context, I won't get into like the nitty gritty because that's boring, but um, I had recently transitioned into a new um, job title and, actually not so recently, um, but I, I had a new job title and I was transitioning into a, a new set of responsibilities. Okay. And so that focused mainly on marketing and communications mm-hmm. and that took me away from some of the outreach and like curriculum development that I was used to doing. Mm. And, um, and did you like
1: doing that stuff more? Is that part of it?
0: So that was the thing. I was like, I am willing to learn. Um, not that I don't know these things, but it's been a while since I've delved into strictly marketing and communication. So I'm willing to, in this new new title, and this new position, quote unquote, to learn. Um, you know, that was back in summer of last year. Mm-hmm. Hit December, and things are still... You would think by that point I would have transitioned already and felt a little bit more comfortable in, in the this new quote unquote role that I was playing. Yeah. Um, but it never got comfortable. Mm-hmm. It always felt that this position that was new for me was not created because it was always a need somewhere in the team. Mm-hmm. But it was a place that I was put in because another person in my department not like working with x y and z person that I had to, I now had to work directly with so I always felt like I was and then I never got to fully leave behind outreach that part of it and which was in my head justifying it as that was great because I enjoy doing that and it's nice to keep my hand in there but it's it's not like I got more responsibility without being able to let go some of the other things that I was thinking I like the load on my on my plate. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. And so these things maybe made you more unhappy. Or? Yeah. So
0: I it 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 took me away from the work that I at least identified as more meaningful mm-hmm. in my in my perspective, mm-hmm. and it became a lot of serving um, agendas of other people in the agency that are kind of disconnected from the core mission of our of our workplace and it 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 started making me question like what am I doing this for Mm. or who am I doing this for and once it started being less and less about the people we're supposed to be helping and serving Mm -hmm. and more about individual agendas and people's Mm -hmm. wants yeah um then that's when I was like "Hmm, okay and I know I've been through so many management, like upper management changes over the last eight years. I know, (laughs) I knew it wasn't going to change like any of this. I gave it a long time for to see if it was something that I could adjust on my end um, versus things that could, that would need to change on the like fundamental, like institutional side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I gave it that time. And once I identified that that was something that wasn't going to change and that I can't change mm-hmm. that I Did don't have try? any control over. Yeah. I, I there's literally the things that I can identify that have led me to this decision have not changed <laughs> ever since I've been there okay. and hasn't changed. Can you give for us an example of, of
1: one thing that was like you were unhappy about and it still hasn't changed? Leadership. What about?
0: The presence of their and the type of leadership that they their their way in which th- they manage like and these people
1: there's different styles of leadership and sometimes they work for some people sometimes they don't so like what yeah. was it for you
0: politicians
1: ah I'll okay so like just like purely political stuff yeah I don't wait like po- work politics or like literal politicians
0: literal politicians <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah. Got it. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. Um, but yes, okay. so uh, there there are people there that have been there for a little years and years and years. Got it. Incumbents that are have been there for years and years and years. Uh-huh. And there are people that are newer that I know will be there for years and years and years yep. um, because their communities stand by them. And that's completely fine. Um, but it's just not for me.
1: Mm, okay. Got it.
0: I'm serving the people and not them.
1: But you felt like you were serving them and not the people, and yes. that's what shifted for you. So your why of serving people got cut by having to be forced to serve these people's agendas. Yes. Basically what we were saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've been talking about leaving for a little bit, and then you finally
0: took the leap and just left. Yeah.
1: Did you have a backup job?
0: You didn't. So... Um, I'm unemployed. Um, That's scary though. Yeah. That was what was holding me back for so long mm-hmm. since December. Because and it's not like
1: you weren't applying. I know you were applying.
0: Yes. Yes. And I continue to apply. And, and honestly, um, I will, ex- it was hard for me to justify my reasoning at first about not finding something to leap directly into after making this decision. But when it came time to making the decision to send my resignation letter, mm-hmm. um, I came to grips with the fact that it's okay that I didn't have something immediately, because I asked myself, what do I need right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I absolutely need? And I told myself the number one, the first thing that came to my mind was I need a break. Mm -hmm. I've taken vacations. I've taken some time off during the holidays, Mm -hmm. but I haven't truly had a break from this environment for the last eight years. Mm. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. And my quote unquote excuse that I would, I was telling myself when I was dealing with the situation at work and also applying at the same time, mm-hmm. I, was te- I, I wasn't tell I was happy with how productive or unproductive I was in sending in applications and things like that. Okay. Because I would come home from work yeah. and I'd be mentally spent yeah. and I wouldn't give the time of day or the effort that I feel like I would want to give mm-hmm. to applying for positions that I would actually want to apply to. Versus mm-hmm. like, I need an escape plan and whatever it is, I'm going to take it. You know, so being able to feel comfortable enough to make that decision to quit without having a job lined up after that. That took a while for me to get comfortable with.
1: Okay, well, we Let's talk about that because I'm sure there is people listening, including myself, who maybe have thought <laughs> <laughs> we thought of leaving at one point or another, yeah. um, and who some of whom might be more on the verge than others, yeah. and and who feel uncomfortable doing so. So, what are some of the things that you thought about or took into consideration? Like, what made you more comfortable with finally being like, okay, I don't have a job lined up, but I'm going to leave anyway.
0: My finances, mm. um, and I am fortunate. That I've been saving for as long as I have, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be for a house. But um, <laughs> the job, the, the job market, the housing market is shit right now. So yeah. I was like, okay, all the houses but that I'm bad. looking at right now, <laughs> let's not, let's close Redfin, let's close Zillow, and let's let's deal with the situation at hand <laughs> right now. Yeah. That's the more pressing situation. A house can wait. Yeah. I'm in a position right now too. What what also made me comfortable. I made sure that I had, I was comfortable with the savings that I had. Yeah. I also am lucky enough, um, sometimes it feels like I'm unlucky, but mostly lucky to live rent free. I live with my, like I still live with my parents. Mm-hmm. And so other than paying the bills at the house, I don't pay rent okay. or anything like that. So that's something that I, again, all of this time I've, I've been, been able to save that kind of money and, and put it away. Okay. And so being able to feel comfortable with the amount of money, you know, I've roughly budgeted for mm-hmm. the next couple of months. Great. Um, and even beyond that, if something, if I wasn't able to land anything, yeah. um, and the, it, it was mainly those things. I, I, am lucky enough to not have to pay rent mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have saved. Okay. or so. fortunate enough to have saved the amount of money that I have, uh-huh. and again, I will re emphasize that I have supportive people around me that right. have been kind of cheerleading me on mm-hmm. through the process. Okay, so that's really made me feel okay because I, for a while, I was feeling crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah I was like crazy. Sense. Yeah,
1: I will say I am on the other end of the spectrum where it's like I cannot. I. I cannot move back home with my mom. Yeah. For many reasons, but the main reason is that I would probably kill her or myself <laughs> in the process. It's just like, wouldn't work. It's on a record. My <laughs> 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 mom doesn't listen, hopefully. <laughs> but she knows, I think. Whatever. Um, and so that idea of like having to then finance like my living expenses and I guess I could go like live with roommates again like that would offset the cost a little bit but like also not a situation I want to be in so I feel like if if you're listening and you you do want to quit your job where you're like thinking of that next transition it's like you need to decide based on what finances that you are dealing with and what works for you, and what you're
0: comfortable with cutting for right. your lifestyle.
1: And I think the discomfort of not having a good living situation outweighs the discomfort of yeah. me staying at work. It
0: really is a lot of self reflection, and that is such a broad term, but really taking a look at your situation mm-hmm. in depth because okay. yeah. finances, your living, yeah, your, all of your all of the things that that need funding to maintain, yeah. really, really take a look at that. And that's something that I, I, I did, mm-hmm. um, to help myself feel better. And, um, yeah, I will say one thing that when, one of the things that, uh, my brother told me that has stuck with me, mm. there's been so many times where I've called him crying after work. Yeah. Um, and, oh, don't get emotional. Why am I getting emotional? But, um, it's okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to cry right now. <laughs> um, but um, that's the
1: fire alarm, Trump. I know.
0: <laughs> don't say its name; it might come back. Um, no, there's been many a time that I've called my brother, crying in the car, and, yeah. and I, I, I've, I've told him, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I can just quit my job and and do that. What about X, Y, and Z? What about the bills? Blah 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 blah. And he. He said, I told him, I was like, I'm always the responsible one. I'm, I always do the responsible thing. Yes. And then he, (laughs) 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 and I I told him, I was like, I, I, it doesn't feel responsible to, to quit my job Yeah. and uh, to quit my job one and to quit my job without anything lined up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem responsible. And to, to that he responded, it doesn't seem responsible for you to continue to ignore the fact that your mental health mm. is obviously degraded because yeah. of this place, so yeah. you gotta you gotta rec- you gotta recognize yeah. that because it's just as important as like it's more important than than money.
1: Can we talk about the shoulds a little bit and sure. and the idea of things that you should or shouldn't do? Because I, I think those are things that come up a lot for us. Um, I mean everybody, right? But I, I just think people, especially our age, who are in this in between point, or or especially people who might leave want to leave their job. I'm like, mm-hmm. I should or shouldn't do this. Yeah. And for you, it's like, I should stay in this work. I shouldn't quit because I don't have anything lined up. Yeah. Or like, I should only quit if I have a backup plan for myself. Mm-hmm. So what are like some of the things that came to your head of like what you should or shouldn't do? And where do you think those messages came from for you?
0: Um, in terms of things you shouldn't do. I, I know that pl- planning for me makes me feel better. Mm. So it is a leap, but it's not, it's not a blind leap. It's a calculated leap. Um, So I know in terms of things you shouldn't do, you shouldn't quit your job as a rash decision. This is the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. It seems maybe rash to people who don't know my situation. They're like, oh shoot, she just got up and quit her job. (laughs) Um, No, I've been thinking about it for a year, if, if not longer. And planning at least three to four months before i actually made the decision so i i i wouldn't recommend just on a bad day because ev- again everyone has bad days yeah. um but i wouldn't recommend quitting right then and there that's fair um i would try to at least plan the next couple of months and like envision what your next couple of months would look like without that your sense. that
1: makes sense I think what I mean more is, like, the internal messaging mm. of things, like, in your mind that were nagging at you to either, like, you should do this, Melissa, or you shouldn't do that in terms of that, the decision to leave the job. Like, what was, like, the internal dialogue or, like, the negative self-talk that might have been mm. happening with you? Because I'm sure other people are having this experience, and yeah. I'd like to normalize some of that for them.
0: Oh, I mean, like, I, I think, like I said, I, I, I was telling myself, you shouldn't quit your job because it's what it... How, how does that look like?
1: Ooh. Yeah. How does that
0: look like to your family? Mm. How does that look like to your friends, who are all like mo- like successful people? We're mm. all we're all pretty much working individuals, full time working individuals, um, not entry level anymore. We're we're either managing teams or uh, in higher tiers of our positions. Mm-hmm. And how does that look? Yeah. And then I when I um, another thing that I was telling myself again was you shouldn't quit your job because it, it's not, res, it's not financially responsible. Mm-hmm. You have obligations to your family. Um, why would you, it, and then another thing I was saying is it's selfish for you to, for you to want it's to, selfish. Mm-hmm. it's selfish for you to want to quit your job mm. um, because there's a lot of people, I kept telling myself this, this too, I was like, there's a lot of people that would kill to be in your position right now that sounds
1: just like you better finish the food on your plate because there's kids out there who don't have food but that's like not really
0: but what if the food's poisoning me (laughs) okay (laughs) see that's an alternative (laughs) way to look at it what Uh, if the
1: food's not good for me
0: yeah and so uh, bringing it back to what my brother said it's like I was thinking that the decision to quit my job was a selfish one was an irresponsible one but my brother was there to remind me that it's actually more responsible for you to leave this place Um, Because you are not, you know, you you can't be the quote unquote best version of yourself if you are constantly depleted and constantly not in a great headspace That's true. to foster your your relationship with your family, to foster friendships, to want to be, you know, the best version of a friend or whatever. It's it's like if you're depressed and sad because of of a situation in your life and you have the power to change that, then Mm. what are you doing?
1: So I think some people might be wondering, I feel depressed and sad, or air quotes, right, about my job. I think, though, that there is a level of that, or maybe it comes in seasons, Mm -hmm. depending on what your work is, what you're doing. So how would I know, or for you, how did you know that it was was more than normal? This is too much. This is (laughs) not regular, just being kind of, like earlier you mentioned Sunday scaries are normal for people, but all of a sudden it was different. What was the difference, do you think? And other people might be able to recognize that for themselves, too.
0: It... Good question. Um, For me, it was how much I was anxious. Mm. Every two weeks, I was, like, anxious Mm. about presenting to... presenting my work to to the board. Mm. Uh, And... It shouldn't be that way. And the fact that there were times when I was presenting and I was like, huh, that didn't go as bad as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people uh, from outside of my department messaging me um, because they they attended the meeting Mm -hmm. uh, virtually or whatever. And they were messaging me like something, they were telling me encouraging things. They're like, wow, you did a really good job. Just, you know, that was tough. Um, but you did a really good job, and I'm like, oh! In my head, I was normalizing how tough it was. How tough it was, and so when it wasn't in my def like like skewed definition of tough, mm-hmm. it, w- it when it wasn't that, I was like, oh, that went well, kind of good. And then when people were messaging me <laughs> and saying like, wow, I you did you were brave, you were you, brave, yeah, or something like that, like <laughs> that you worked. you. You handled that well is something that people would say to me all wow. the time. You handled that well. And I was like, huh, okay. I've been like trained to see try to go past, like, like, yeah, try not to take things that they say personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so those messages like that, <laughs> I was just like, oh, when I take myself out of that situation, I'm like this isn't normal (laughs) maybe this isn't a normal thing to feel (laughs) me wanting to cry every time (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm about to present when I should be proud of the work that I'm presenting right towards
1: the end do you feel like those things got more frequent than before oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay so maybe if people are experiencing a buildup of those kinds of emotions it might be it might be time to to seek something else Mm -hmm. so since then I'd I'd love to close out with just what uh things that you've been doing since and how have you been (laughs) kind of coping with (laughs) I know it hasn't been like that (laughs) long. It's been a week, yeah. But you know, I'm sure feelings, I've felt weird at times. And obviously, like you said, you've heard work stories and you feel like somewhat connected, but not really. So, how have you, have there been moments that you've panicked? Like, how have you calmed yourself down? What's it been like? What have you been telling yourself?
0: Can I just say that I, not a tear was shed (laughs) when I left. I was, I, I was from, yeah. From me, from me. Oh, there were oh <laughs> like, good riddance to that girl. <laughs> no. Um there Sorry. were there were some tears shed from from some of my coworkers. Yeah. Um but um no tear was shed from me and I, you know, I'm like a crybaby and I I anticipated that I would I would cry. But um no, I in in my first couple of days, it honestly still kind of feels like a long weekend situation, um, but I I want to say that I did and I am struggling with not having that alarm in the morning that wow. wakes me up for work. Yeah. And um and for the first couple of days like Monday and Tuesday, I I I slept in. What? <laughs> I slept in and that sounds so trivial, but it made me feel like I don't have a routine anymore Mm -hmm. and I so I'm kind of grappling with finding a routine outside of that work routine. Yeah. Um and just in the midpoint of the week I was like, okay, I'ma wake up, I'ma make myself some coffee and breakfast and then I'm gonna kind of, like, ease myself into the day because I don't need to rush into anything. Cause yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have emails to respond to. What? And um, I'm going to go try and get back into, like, a workout routine and, and, mm-hmm. and get a little bit more um, regular on that. And I, I always wanted to work out in the morning, so that's what I'm going to try to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to l- let my – I'm trying to tell myself that it's okay that I am i don't have a routine right now because I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, at least that's where I am a week
1: All out right. from it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there any advice that you would give to people? I almost said, do you 10 out of 10 recommend to a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Quitting your job. <laughs> so it's a try episode. Um, Is there any advice that you would give to make someone who's uncomfortable with the idea of wanting to quit more comfortable with the idea?
0: Oh, advice. I'm not... Uh, um, I don't like giving advice because I'm bad at it, but I, I just think you really have to listen to yourself and what you want. Um, I will say that I've suffered... A lot of loss this year and it's really shifted my perspective on what's important Mm -hmm. and so if you want to I recommend taking inventory of all the things in your life that you deem important and if that means that you need to stick with your job a little bit longer to find something else Mm -hmm. um, and that is a pathway that feels more comfortable for you then do that Mm -hmm. Um, but if you are in a position where where you can um financially do it and it and you feel like that's something that has been kind of nagging at you for a little bit of listen to that I think Mm. just listen to it and give yourself a little bit of time to really sit with it before making a decision like that because I I I, again I don't recommend people just getting up and quitting their job um you know flipping the table and just storming out of the office but um yeah I really think that you really just need to listen to what you want <laughs> what you really want in your everyday life and um if that doesn't include the current job that you're at then really really <laughs> sit with that oh. before you be pay like attention, attention to that feeling yeah. Yeah. yeah because people will just brush it off yes. and just be like this is just my life mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be no. all right well hopefully that was helpful to, <laughs> to those of us out there dealing with this idea of,
1: of Stress at work, wanting to quit, all that stuff. Yeah. And congratulations to you for making the choice to do what you felt was best for you. It's not hard. Crazy. And, and I know it was scary. So yay, happy mm-hmm. for you. And, and welcome back. Way to kick off a new season. Episode
0: 100, Melissa quit her job. Uh, <laughs> big life change is coming this season. Watch <laughs> yeah, out.
1: Yeah. More to come. Stay tuned and uh, follow us for the next episode. I forgot how to end the episode. I got so excited. <laughs>
0: Um, well you can follow us there on Instagram <laughs> at imuncomfortable.podcast. Um, you can also DM us if you have any episode ideas. We love to hear you in the comments and in the DMs. So definitely reach out to us. We will see you next week for another episode. There she goes. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>